Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the, my, the, uh, oh, I just got it all confused. The Fantastics, My Fantasy Fix, DFS Golf Podcast, Skeeter. Too many words well, to say. Oh, and a, a little bit of football now, too, as I've been doing uh, the Fantastics Insider football shows on the uh, weekends for, uh, for uh, the last month or so. But anyway, I couldn't butcher the open to the show more. Skeeter, I couldn't have butchered my lineups any more uh, than I did last week. So as we get ready for the PGA Championship and the first major of the year, which we are both, I'm sure, very excited about, let's take a peek backwards real quick. Uh, St. Jude, FedEx last week. What did we learn from that, Skeeter, other than uh, that I am ice cold now? Well, I think we were discussing before the show. Um, what was it, uh the rocket mortgage the last time you or I had a good week. Like just, I mean, I found my way to bubble everything this week. Uh, I, I, actually, I, I'm sorry. I take that back. I won a dollar 50 and I don't remember if it was the rate, the full slate or the weekend only slate, but, uh, bubbled everything. Um, just, I'm, I'm in that cold snap as well, but you know, we did see the class, you know, we saw the class kind of pop up with Brooks and JT mm-hmm. and Boy, Brooks nearly, uh, he nearly putted himself into, like, you know, out of solo second, like, T5 on, on 18. But, yeah, just, does Thomas feel underrated in the grand scheme of things? Like, we talk about no. Bryson, we talk about Rory, Rom, Brooks. Like, JT kind of feels like he doesn't get the, like, people know he's a star, but he doesn't get the attention like the others, it feels like. He's got one major. Right, the others have a few more now. Rom doesn't, so maybe JT is underrated versus Rom. Right, uh, but I think you and I both liked him last week, and we said, "Hey, if you're going to give me," because last week he was, if I'm looking at the right thing, right notes, he was fourth in the pricing, uh, and I think both of us were like, "Hey, we'll take the discount on JT versus uh, Bryson." Right. So I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I know he's not as flashy as everybody. I mean. He did make a nice appearance at the, the uh, Tiger, Phil, Brady, Manning outing as, as like, the... And he was reporter. chosen to be that guy, right? So, I mean, whether or not, like, every casual ga uh, golf fan is, like, really, you know, dialed into who Justin is. Like, I mean, the golf world, the people that put that together, they, they had Justin be the guy there. Right. No, I get it, but it just it feels like, you know, he just doesn't get the attention, like... I mean, I, I know everybody's obsessed with Bryson now. Rory's had his thing. Rom has that temper sometimes. Brooks, because of all his major wins, it just feels like JT just kind of sometimes kind of gets forgotten about. Maybe under the radar versus underappreciated. That, is yeah, that might be a way to look at him. Because he may be a little bit under the radar as far as, um, you know, people are certainly more afraid of Brooks than Justin. I would think as uh, as this week is going and even going into last week. Now it makes sense with Brooks being the defending champ, but um, he may be a little champion. under the radar. A two time defending champion too. So well this week, yeah, he was a defending champ last week as oh, well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you know, I know, I know you you call Justin Rose the vampire. Um, My buddy came up with it, but I love it. I think Paul Casey's starting to get on my list of that one right now. Man, he just—he's the reason I didn't cash outside of a dollar fifty. Well, um, I apologize, as I believe I said to you before we got started. I'm—I'm I'm not going down that road this week. I don't believe, or uh, or what did I say? No, I said that was—that's what I said about Tommy. I said it's your own fault for playing Casey. I think it's what I said to you. 
mean, at least they have a good Sunday, but yeah. Um, but no, outside of that, I mean, Chez Reefy kind of making an appearance, and here we go again. Chez, um, he, t- wait, he tends to start playing some of these tougher events well, and I think he's going to get some attention this week. Especially can, I tell, can I tell you how irritating it is that Chez is my favorite 6K player? I definitely had a Tom Lewis lineup. But when I'm when I'm loading up with guys like Rory and Hatton and Reed up top, what's the difference? So frustrating. Right. It's I think it's one of the reasons I don't play multiple lineups. Like I just go nuts, like, oh my gosh, I have all the players, I just couldn't get the right combination. And so you know I'll just only play one and well that's hasn't been working all that great either, so who knows, maybe maybe a major is what I need maybe it's what we need to snap out of our funk. Well, Skeeter, here's one thing I can tell you for sure. As I was talking with a buddy that I like to watch golf with a little bit uh, Saturday, and my cold streak was intact. We knew that uh, it was, I guess, Patrick Reed could have gone crazy and gotten a top five or something like that, unlikely. But I knew that Sunday was going to be no good. And he's like, well, you know, you've been cold a couple weeks in a row. Uh, You know, I broke even two weeks ago and was absolutely goose egg the two before that. I said, dude. If you think I'm not going out there and throwing some money down during a major championship week, you're out of your mind. Like, we're not even going to discuss this until next weekend at the earliest. So, it's major championship weekend, Skeeter, and I think we could turn it all around. I am i haven't been in the Millie Makers. I'm going to throw a couple in the Millie Makers this week. Like, it's major time. We only get three this week, this year. Uh, I'm going to make the most of it, my man. I don't know about you, but I am going to make the most of it. So, I will be throwing down on some bets. I've already got some stupid long shot to fire out that you know about. <laughs> Uh, there's no Charlie Hoffman, so I got that that ten dollars that I uh, that burns a hole in my pocket weekly to uh, throw away. Which don't worry, I did throw down five and five on Charlie at the Barracuda for for no good reason, uh, even since he wasn't in the uh, the WGC field as well. Did he make the cut at the Barracuda, or did he? Uh... Yeah, he. Uh, where did he finish? Like fifteenth or something? Like he was oh, okay. okay. He was okay. He might have been in twentieth. Like maybe he had a mediocre Sunday. Sure, you um, Sam Burns. Ugh. Yeah, he was he was all right. Uh, that's a field that Charlie should be winning. He was only like fifty to one or something, which I love Charlie and I appreciate the respect that he got there. But you know, I'm used to betting him at one hundred and fifty to one. Fifty to one. It sounds like he, well, the odds of his first round leader at the Masters, not that he gets to play this year, but um. Well, unfortunately, I was thinking that the Barracuda was his chance to get in next year's Masters. Can is that one of the ones? Because I thought some of these I, alternate. I don't events. even know. I don't even know that to be honest with you. If anything, I would think it would it should move him up to uh, where he might be able to get in there with some uh, some ranking, but probably not just one win. Right. But anyway, I digress. Enough of the CUDA. Enough of the uh, the WGC St Jude FedEx, which I don't know how much you watched. It was actually uh, pretty entertaining because I uh, between Bryson trying to get fire ant relief on Thursday and. <laughs> Bringing the kids in uh, was pretty cool since they couldn't actually be on there. And Brooks saying, so, "Did you okay? So you saw Bryson trying to get relief from the uh, deadly fire ants?" Yeah, so I heard Brooks on Friday. Two up. Yeah, and then Brooks said something <laughs> when he had like a bum lie. He was like, "He's like sit, just looking at his caddy. He's like, yeah, there's fire.'" He's like, "Nah, I'm just kidding." Like Brooks, <laughs> I hate Brooks from a betting perspective and from a DraftKings perspective because I just cannot figure him out. Right. But as a just straight golf fan. I love Brooks. He's hilarious. <laughs> he is an awesome dude to be a fan of. I just like from the the whole fantasy perspective, I just I I never am on him. Um and then when I should be and it makes sense, and we'll see if I am this week. 
Uh, I'm not. So, yeah, but Brooks is very entertaining. And let's face it, there's nobody out there that he's not afraid to talk a little bit to. Right. And, yeah, so they haven't released – I have not seen Tea Times. I just took a look. Um, by the way, note for everybody this week, um, you might want to download the PGA Championship app, not the PGA Tour app. I mean, the PGA Tour app will give you updates, but it will take a long time for you to see what's going on. So go download the PGA Championship app. And I want to say they might have videos of, of certain shots pretty quickly. I don't remember that for sure. Hey, while we're at it, this is something that uh, we had talked about or, or a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about uh, getting your crowns if you're playing DraftKings. Oh, that's if, right. If you play throughout the three majors, if you play a lineup every day, and I think it only has to be a dollar lineup, you mm. get like 500 crowns or something, the major masher or whatever the heck it's called. Just look it up. If you're if you're listening right now and you're, you want to look into it, um, just look it up under the achievements, and it's one on there. And it simply tells you, I'm pretty sure it's, you play at least – one lineup each of the four days of each of the three majors. So it's 12 lineups is what you have to do. Yep. And none of them have to be more than a dollar, I'm not mistaken. Just play a little, uh, you know, showdown slate uh, rounds two, three, and four and get you some crowns. I'll, I'll be doing that if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, just a reminder. Play a dollar plus entry in a contest that locks on all 12 days during the three majors. And then you get, if you do that, you get 2,500 crowns. 2,500 crowns. I remember being like worth doing. So, completely not golf-related, but Friday was their Millie Maker for basketball kind of return. You know, there was the two games on Thursday. I got an email for 5,000 crowns if I put in a $25 entry into the Millie Maker. Like, yeah, I'm not very good at basketball, but all right. Because that 5,000 crowns got me to platinum status. So I was like, okay, I'll try to make this back. Put my best basketball lineup together I've ever done, so. Well, congratulations then. Won like a, I think I won like seventy or eighty dollars on that lineup. I have a not similar story, but I played a last second like five dollar lineup to get me from silver to gold. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I did it on the thirty first, and it locked at like you know uh, eight o'clock on the thirty first. Mm-hmm. You know I didn't get them crowns till the first though. Oh, you didn't. And it didn't get me to the next plateau. It surely oh, did not. Yep, yep, yep. So anyway, that was disappointing. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, because that was the 31st. I was wondering, I hope this 5,000 counts for uh, to give me a platinum. And sure enough, it did. Or Thanks. You got yours on the same day I did. That's that's bogus, bro. I don't know. I guess I just, maybe they, maybe they'll, maybe they'll like me because I donate more. Potentially. Well, do you want to talk about how we're going to donate some more this week? Absolutely. All right, let's get into it, dude. The first major in well over a year, it's the PGA Championship. It used to be the last major. Then it was the second. This year it'll be the first. We're going to go out to San Francisco, TPC Harding Park, seventy uh, par 70, excuse me, 7,521 yards. That's that's a long one, Skeeter. Let's talk about it. Yeah, it is long. I mean, part of it is, I think there's a 600-yard par 5, six holes Six par fours between 450 and 500. One that's like 510 is a par four. There's a par three that's 250 yards. Like, I think, I don't know if it'll play that long every single day because I think there's a couple holes that they could move up the tees and make it a, a drivable par four. Um, no water on this course, or at least not in play. I think there's two holes where there's potential water, but you'd have to 
really hit it, miss hit it in order to hit that water. So, but if I remember looking correctly, and I could be very wrong, it looked like it was still like I mean, it is San Francisco, like it was close to the bay where wind could be a factor, or no? Potentially, but I know there's a lot of trees that line these fairways, so that should block some of the wind. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of reports I've seen or heard, um, they've narrowed the fairways. Like these are usually pretty good sized fairways. They've narrowed them down by like forty percent. So they're going to be tougher fairways, and they're and they're growing up the rough. Um, as somebody who has played at a course that has hosted the PGA Championship in the same year that it hosted. Unless you played uh, Kiowa Islands, one of the years that they host the PGA. Uh, well, interestingly enough, Skeeter, I have played it both uh, a couple of weeks prior to the tournament while they were prepping it and other times as well. I believe I've oh, had the pleasure of playing that that fine place three times. Uh, my family has stayed on Kiowa Island for vacation since I was like 12 years old. So it's, it's, a, it's like... I haven't played any other PGA courses. It's the one place I've played. Uh, actually, that might be true. That might not be true. I played one in uh, Disney that uh, hosted something, oh, that's but right. I, yeah. I can't. Uh, but I can't even remember what it was called. <laughs> so it wasn't that impressive. Right. Oh, dang, I was trying my Bell Reeve reference from two years ago. It's the only PGA Tour course I've played, even though it's something I need to get up to the Quad Cities to play TPC Deer Run. Post. Yeah. Oh, classic. But anyway, I just remember like even two months before, I was like. Good grief, this rough is long. And of course, I don't know what I'm doing out of that. So they're growing up the rough a little bit. But outside of that, I've seen a lot of dogleg lefts just looking at the course. And I think JT even mentioned something like he's got to learn how to hit a draw this week. So. Does that make Sun JM completely out of play? Does he miss everything right? Well, uh, in watching the yesterday, uh, Faldo was talking about him and how, like, he uh, he he's like you can't find anything wrong with that young man's game. He's like, but don't ask him to hit a draw. And apparently they asked, you know, Sun Jamie's like, there's no draw, there's no draw in this bag. We don't draw. Ooh, ooh that's probably not good. So, so interesting. Then, so then I guess so as I'm sitting here thinking about that, like, well, if you gotta hit a draw, does this favor like somebody like Bubba, who can just slice it instead? Right. I'll tell you this, dude. We're not getting into the field just yet, but. I thought about the distance with Bubba, and if he can find the fairway, I certainly feel like he's a guy at a cheaper price with a chance to make an impact. Yeah, and that's the thing is you've got to find fairways. You've got to find greens. Um, I think it's Bermuda, it's uh, Bentgrass putting, but there's still some POA on it. And the fact it's probably in San Francisco, I think there's supposed to get a little bit of rain Wednesday. Maybe the greens aren't lightning fast, but it's still something I'm going to look at. Um, I think there would be a lot of long irons, especially if you have, you know, seven whole, seven par fours over 500 or you know, over 450 yards. You have two par threes that are 200 plus, including one that's 250. So I'm looking for that proximity 175 to 200, 200 plus. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, still looking like opportunities gain because I think, you know, you still got to give yourself opportunities, but we've seen PGA championships where winning scores in double digits and way kind of. All these tournaments have been kind of going this year outside of Memorial and Rom. I would assume I would assume we were going to see probably a minus twelve, minus thirteen winning score potential more depending how it plays. But to be perfectly honest, I don't know what to expect because the only other time we've really seen this was the twenty fifteen um, Cadillac Championship match play event, which Rory uh, hashtag better Rory won. <coughs> 
I don't know if that's the hashtag, man. We got to work on that one. I mean... Hashtag young imposter Rory, who should have come up with a different name because Rory was already taken on the PGA Tour. Well, one's at least won some majors. The other one just changes nationalities, but... um. Well, he's been a major player in two different continents uh, for his golf country. <laughs> what do you think of that? I can't argue that one, but but yeah. So McIlroy won that, but I think even then, I mean, they've they've lengthened this course three hundred three four hundred yards. I think this is the second time since they redid the greens. I think they did the redid the greens back in like twenty ten, but they've added a lot of length to it. Obviously, we see par seventy and. If they play all the way back any day, 7,500 yards is very long. But so it's I think crazy distance, long. Yeah, so I think distance and accuracy are going to be off the tee or things that you're going to have to look at. Or if you're going to take somebody who hits fairways but not, not real long, they better be good with their long irons. Well, that makes me think of a guy I think I like, but he's got a new caddy. I don't know if I like him anymore. We'll get to that in a minute. Are there any comp courses? Um, I mean, I don't know of one. I mean, I guess, I guess, may, I mean, just because it's right across the street, Olympic Club, where Webb won a U.S. Open at, but... But, yeah, that was so long ago. I mean, outside of that guy, what else are we going to take from that? Right, but no, I mean, I don't know, because again, we just haven't really seen much out of this, so I, you know, it's not like we have real results. Like, if I go back to that match play, it was Rory over, over Woodland in the final. Danny Willett beat Jim Furyk in a third place match. Mm. Um, other... People who lost in the Elite Eight, Fleetwood, John Sendon, Louie, and Casey, and others who won their pods include Hideki, Charles, J.B. Holmes, who isn't playing, Ricky, Leishman, Mahan, Grace, and Lee Westwood. So there's nothing, there's like, when I'm looking at these golfers, there's no real common link. Like, you have short hitters, you have long hitters. Um, I mean, I know Roaring Gary in the final is a long hitter, but then Furyk and Willits in the third place match was short. So I think it's probably any style can win, and there's just no course that's jumping out at me. Okay. I mean, I had none, so I don't. I hate to put you on the spot and then be like, yo, give me an answer, man. Like, I no, didn't have right. one either. So, um, well, at this point, is it time to take a look at the field? I think so. Interesting uh, setup here on DraftKings, and... We'll do what we always do. We'll start with the 10K plus. Uh, this, this, it's just a major field, Skeeter. I had to do like a triple take when I looked at n- not the top. The top was whatever, but when I started to get into the field, I was like, this guy's in the 7Ks. Well, we'll get there. It's a major field. I love seeing a field like this. Let's get to it. JT at the top, 11-3. Brooks Kepka, 11-1. Rory McElroy, 10-7. John Rahm, 10-5. Bryson DeChambeau, 10-3. Xander Schauffele and even 10K. Skeeter Robinson, your favorite play out of the six guys in the 10K plus tier. What was the move last week in the 10K tier? I'm sorry, what was that? What was the move in the 10K tier last week that you and I both said we should do and we didn't do? Oh, was it to... Justin Thomas at a discount? Play JT when he was the fourth guy out of five in the tier. Yeah. Well, guess who the fourth guy on this tier is this week? A uh, guy who won a pretty tough course that I don't think is a comp course, but I will say of the ones they've played so far, the Memorial results would play into this field at this tournament more than any others, wouldn't they? Well, right, because a tough course, yeah, difficult course. Longer, tough, Jack likes to make you drive it straight. Right, so 
For me, it's Rob at 10-5. Um, I realize he he was not good last week. He lost on approach, lost around the green. But he'd been pretty consistent. You know, he's still consistently off the tee, which I think is important. He's had two bad tournaments in approach since the comeback. But he just feels, I mean, the former number one in the world for all of, what, two tournaments, and now he's back to number two, and he's the fourth Wasn't ranked golfer. Wasn't it just one? Yeah, and then when JT won, I think JT overtook him. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying Rom had it for all of one week. Right. But Rom ranks really well distance to T degree green he can hit fairways he's very good long-term in bogey avoidance which in a major i never mind he's been good since the comeback in bogey avoidance will give himself plenty of opportunities the only knock i see on him is when i look at past 50 rounds on par 70 difficult courses in 28 rounds gives himself opportunities not great at hitting fairways so that is one concern but at 10-5 if i'm going into this range the number two player in the world who is playing better than Rory right now, maybe not Brooks after the past couple of weeks or after last week. JT's still playing well. Like, I don't know if there's a ton of difference between Thomas Kepka and Rom right now, and Rom's at a discount. So for me, I would take Rom for that reason. I'm going to get a little bit cheaper than that. Um, kind of on the same vein of what you said, give me Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Uh, he's been putting well. He can hit the ball a mile when he chooses to. With these long par fours, if he can just hone in the crack in a little bit but find some distance and fairway accuracy, I think Bryson has a chance to to make it work here. I mean, obviously it wasn't but a couple of weeks ago when he was top tenning everything and then got the win. I mean, he looked like he was just on a collision course with a couple major championships yeah, it didn't pan out just, you know, so great this past weekend. But give me Bryson. Give me the mad scientist who's been thinking about. You think he's not been thinking about this first major championship the whole time during quarantine? Not that other guys weren't. But Bryson, probably thinking about every little angle there is. Give me some Bryson. He's playing well. He's the he's the second to cheapest guy out of these six. The only problem I look, as, I'm, as I'm looking at his stats, he's not great. And this is a little, maybe a little surprising. He's not great from 200-plus yards. Um, since the comeback, he's 93rd. Over the last 50 rounds total, he's 108th. But everything else kind of fits well for him. Fairway's gain could be a slightly issue, slight issue with him long-term. Even since the comeback, he still hasn't been all that great. Let's take a look at him. Yeah, irons have not been great for him. But oh, I'm not worried no. about 200-plus yard shots. He's going to be hitting the driver well inside that. I'm not worried about that. So he lost 6.2 shots on approach at Memorial. I'm assuming it's because that was the one hole where he put two out of bounds and one in the wall. Now the driver's in the water. He put two out of bounds. He lost seven strokes at St. Jude. Yeah. No, I know his irons weren't great last week. <laughs> oh, this is nuts. He lost seven strokes on approach, but he gained 10 strokes putting. Like, that's insane. That's definitely not... Um... Uh, a balanced approach to trying to make birdies. I will give you that. No, his round three, he lost 4.8 in approach, but gained 4.4 putting. Like, that's nuts. And I think he's good enough to hone that in. That's where I'm saying, with the putter being hot right now, I'll give him a chance on Bryce. I mean, I know it's risky. I mean, he could blow up in my face. There could be three fire ants crawl up his leg, and it's game over. But <laughs> until then, give me Bryson. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. If you don't go Rom, where do you go? Brooks. I mean, the yes. guy's won two. He's won the PGA the past two years. 
He probably should have won this past week at Memphis again. He's kind of, I don't know, he was, he, I mean, he's wildly inconsistent. Not wildly, but he's inconsistent, but mm-hmm. it's great for drafting score because he makes a ton of birdies. He gained eight and a half strokes on approach to St. Jude. He lost 2.7 putting. Putting is, again, he he's a little up and down with that, but not a surprise, but it just feels like he's kind of been tuning up ready for this. And you want to talk about somebody who's been waiting for a major? Oh, yeah. Like, Brooks is sitting here listening to all the talk about Bryson. He just, you know, he just kind of lost. Everybody's, you know, Rom, new number one, now Thomas. He's sitting here waiting. So, 11-1, I can go to Narrative Street and play some Brooks. Brooks is my also, also my other. And the only reason I like Bryson over Brooks is Price. I would, I'm praying to see those in the, those two in a final group on a Sunday. Um, one, because I'd love to see them get in a fist fight. And oh. two, I'd love to see them duel it out on the golf course, too. How about the first two rounds, just throw Brooks and Bryson together, and I'll throw Kucher or Phil in just to agitate them, because you know both of those will, both of them would have no problem pushing, uh, egging them on. We got any redheads in the crew? We could just throw them in there. They could be the fire end of the three. Uh, sure. I can't Lowry's let that go. No, he's not. Or throw Patrick Reed in there. Just let all three three way uh, triple threat match. <laughs> oh yes, man. James Adams snort. Well done. <laughs> I did, didn't I? You did. <laughs> yes. I would. I would love to watch Brooks just tear those two apart. <laughs> uh, not only verbally, but just physically too. Because uh, I know Bryson's beefed up, but I guarantee you Brooks would handle him all the same. Put Tiger uh, in there. Tiger's not afraid to stir the pot a little bit. Egg him on. But like, they've got to respect Tiger. You know what I mean? Like, they can't really give it back. You can a little bit, and Brooks probably would a little bit, but uh, you got to walk on eggshells a little bit with the 15-time major champion. Might be some side bets going on. Or, well, heck, throw Phil in that group, too. There definitely would be some side bets going on. Uh, If we're not playing uh, for you, Rom, which, by the way, Rom was my number three, so I'm I'm not really too far off on you here. If you're not playing uh, Rom and you're not playing Brooks, you're fa- or, well, obviously, you're, you're you're fading whoever you're not playing. Who are you fading in this 10K tier plus? Hashtag talking is hard, and I know this as a teacher. Um, <laughs> It's Rory for me. He's just not... I don't know. He's just not playing well. This doesn't feel like his game is where it needs to be right now. And, yeah, I know he's the, the quote-unquote defending champion the last time any professional or any PGA Tour-like event was played at this course, but since the comeback, he's 43rd in my rankings. Um, Has not been good from 200 plus. Has not been good on approach. Not good at bogey avoidance, making a lot of bogeys. Um, He's lost, yeah, he's lost strokes in approach two of the past three weeks. Very good off the tee, which will help. But, just, he's in a little bit of a funk right now. 32nd, 41st, 11th, 32nd, 47th since the comeback. I need better if I'm going to pay 10-7 for somebody. And, and yes, he certainly has the talent to turn around at any point, but I just I'm not ready to go there. So for me, it's Rory. I'll save the 200 and play Rom any day of the week. Right now, the way Rory's playing, I'm in 100 percent agreement with you there. My fade is also one Rory McIlroy, um, and for what it's worth, at the book, another little reason that I have, uh, I think maybe Bryson just uh, as a little bit of a tick higher. Those three, Rory, Rom, and Bryson, are all at the same odds at the book. So I like that the the, the discount. At DraftKings is on Bryson. By the way, all three at fifteen uh, to one. Which is nuts when you think Rory McIlroy fifteen to one. 
Yeah, well, Brooks is 11, JT's 9. I get it all, all across the board. And for the record, Xander, the last guy in this tier, 18 to 1. Uh, but I'm with you. Rory's my fate as well. Um, so shall we take it to the very tiny 9K tier? Yeah, this is this is bizarre. Uh, this is like the first double take for me in a loaded major field. It's almost if DraftKings is saying, pick a 9K guy and a 10K guy, and then then you figure it out from there. You've got everyone else as a choice. The 9K tier, it's all four people. Webb Simpson at 97, Patrick Cantlay, 94, Tiger Woods, 92, Dustin Johnson, 9K even, Skeeter. Of the four, 25% chance we like the same guy. Who's your favorite? Well, let's see. We need fairways hit, right? Mm-hmm. And we might like a guy who has previously won across the streets in a major and who has been playing very well since the comeback. I know he... He was kind of up and down a little bit on the weekend, including like four putting from 10 feet, I think, at a hole on 18 mm-hmm. one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's Webb Simpson at 9,700. Um, really good tee to green. Not the farthest distance-wise, but I think he's a little better in distance short-term than he is longer-term. Like, he has kind of snuck up there a little bit. Webb will hit fairways. He'll give himself chances at birdies. He can scramble enough to avoid bogeys. I just, the ultra consistency right now for him, he's played well in par 70 difficult courses throughout. It just, the, it feels like, maybe, and we probably say this every week, but it feels like there's a lot that goes in Webb Simpson's favor here. So, 9,700, he's, he's my favorite play in the tier, just does a lot of things right. The distance is the only slight concern, but he's, he's okay with his long irons, and he can scramble, so... I will take a chance on uh, Webb here. He is not my favorite. He ended up being my number two in the tier, and it was very close. Uh, the one thing that worries me is his cat, his regular caddy had a back issue, and so That's he's not playing with his normal caddy. Um but that's just splitting hairs, man. But you talk about him like not being as long as the other guys, but he like he can hit that fairway uh, hy- that the hybrid rather not the wood, but the long irons, the hybrids. He can crank them and and put them right where he wants them. So like I'm right there with you. He's my number two barely. He's 33 to one at the book, and uh, I think there's a good chance that Webb gets back on my betting card. Hell, he's hit hit good to to me twice this year. Why not make it a, a major? But my favorite, I got to go Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, just big DJ, give me them long drives. If he can keep it in play, I will take a chance at his distance out of anybody else in this group. I'm not saying bomb and gouge, but a little bomb and gouge from DJ. I mean, he's going to hit it farther than the rest of this tier, and uh, maybe not further than Patrick, but I think he is. And on top of that, he's playing much better. I know he's had his, his downs, but he's also had his ups. When he found it, he was unstoppable. Shot a 61 at Travelers. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. I know there was a pair of 80s at Memorial since, but it's not like that 61 didn't happen. So give me some DJ. No, and when you, and you, when you go back to Memorial where he missed the cut, he lost four strokes in approach, lost six putting. I'm assuming he lost a ton on approach in his one round at, uh, at 3M. Heck, he may just put a couple balls in the water saying, you know what, fine, I'm ready to move on. But um, played well last week. When I look at par 70 difficult courses past 50 rounds, he ranks fourth. He's first tee to green driving distance opportunities gained. He's second in that par 4, 450 to 500 yard range. And he's second bogey avoidance. So long term, absolutely. 9K, I mean, you don't need to talk. 
I don't need much <laughs> talking to get into DJ. So, yeah, I you know he will certainly be on my consideration list. For what it's worth, he's twenty three to one at the book. Webb thirty three to one. So, um, I find I know it's a minuscule thing here, but I like the fact that he's such a discount on DraftKings. Whereas I'm probably gonna I'm much more likely to bet Webb at the book at thirty three to one. So I'm I prefer each at a different place on the discount. Uh, but DJ, my one, Webb is my two. Who's your number two in this tier? It'd be DJ, just for the reasons mm. you mentioned, and I think just long-term form, he gets there. And that leaves two guys left in this tier. Who do you fade? I think Tiger. He just didn't. Lo- he didn't look like himself at Memorial. He, I mean, his irons were great. He he gained five and a half strokes on approach, but everything else he. I just can't fade Tiger myself. I'm I I gotta fade Cantley out of these guys. A little technical difficulty, but we're right here. Skeeter, uh, my fade in the nine K tier. I know you're fading Tiger. I, I just can't fade him in a major, quite honestly. Uh, I mean, not after maybe the fact the problem is the last major I watched was the rewatch of the 2019 Masters, but I'm fading Cantley. Uh, Cantley just hasn't looked that good to me in the last couple of tournaments after a pretty good finish at the Workday. Um, it's splitting hairs. I, could, I doubt I play Tiger or Cantlay, but Cantlay will be my fade. No issue here with that. Well, let's take it to the 8K tier, which also is kind of small, considering so far we've only had 10 golfers, and we're only going to get a handful more uh, through this 8K tier. And I'll kick it right at the top. It's Daniel Berger at 88, Colin Morikawa 86, Victor Hovland 85, Jason Day 84, Ricky Fowler 83, Hideki Matsuyama 82, Matt Fitzpatrick, 81. Patrick Reed, Tyrrell Hatton, both at 8K even. Skeeter, your favorite play in the 8K tier. My favorite play is one I'm worried about might get really popular. And at 8,600, it's Colin Morikawa. Um, okay. Could have a little bit of... I don't know if he would have played this course in college because he did go to Cal... So I don't know, you know, that's nearby. Berkeley, I think, is nearby San Francisco, so I don't know narrative street on that one. But we we did see him win at at Mirfield Village with the workday, but we did see mm-hmm. him win. He just seems immune to these fields. Like, he just is able to pop up. Um, past 50 rounds, he's second in my model. He ranks first in that proximity from 175 to 200, 15th from 200-plus yards, um, Third tee to green, not great distance, but ninth fairway, second approach, seventh opportunity gain. For him, it's putting that is a concern. Even since the comeback, we see very similar numbers. Top ten again, tee to green, fairways, gain, approach, proximity, like bogey avoidance. He's just, he's just doing everything right. He feels underpriced. I would look at the past you know, 50 rounds on par 70 difficult courses, but I think he has five total rounds, so that's not enough for me to kind of include as a relevant sample, but... 8,600, stat-wise, he hits everything I'm looking for. Can he make a putt? I'm going Tiro Hatton. I'll go right back to the well. He had a bad week. We all have bad weeks. Mm -hmm. If you look at where the pricing was last week, he was priced above every single golfer in this field. Heck, he was priced above Xander Schauffele just a week ago. Was last week's performance so bad that Tiro Hatton now is that far down? Young guy, maybe it's not time for him to win a major yet. But it might be. Um, he's got the game to do it. Before last week, since the wrist surgery, he had been on fire. For all the reasons he was my favorite play last week in, I believe, 9K, I mean, I will give the man a pass. Uh, 
give me Tyrrell Hatton at 8K even. I mean, I would take Tyrrell Hatton if he was higher than all these. If he was at the 8,700 mark, I'd probably still take him as my favorite play in this tier. Yeah, and, and I think there will be some recency bias. People won't play Hatton, but... I hope so. This price is much more reasonable for him. Again, long-term rates out very well in these proximity distances from four, from 175-plus. Rates out well in bogey avoidance. Good in approach. Uh, a little mediocre with distance and fairways gain, so it's off the tees. Not great, but he makes up for an approach. Can hit some long irons. Pretty good at avoiding bogeys, so I don't have a problem with that. Let's see, what did he do last week? Yeah, okay, so last week he just he lost everywhere. Putting, approach, off the tee. Those things happened. He'd been getting on approach prior to that. So He no doesn't way. seem to be the kind of guy who could like just lose it a little bit and then all of a sudden just implode either, right? He might give that impression, but I don't think he I don't think <laughs> No, he I think he is a guy who could just the, the steam could boil over in the brain and when things weren't going well lose it. I definitely think he could. <sighs> I I think he's calmed down. I, th- you know, yeah, he could, but I think he composes himself pretty quickly. But I'll take him. fifty-five to one is what he's at the book, so I like that. Um, so I like Hatton. You like Morikawa. If you don't go Morikawa, where else are you going in this tier? Um, I don't know. I don't think I play this guy a lot, but I'm considering him, and maybe it's more of a gut feel than anything. But it's Ricky. Interesting. At eighty-three, missed uh, cut, fifteenth. He's been getting off the tee. His approach kind of hit or miss. He can scramble a little bit. Putting has been neutral, which is fine. But Ricky tends to show up at some of these majors, and he plays difficult courses, and he's starting to play a little bit better. So there's nothing statistically that's going to kind of jump out um, outside of the fact he's 7th in that par 4 distance from 450 to 500. So it's something I'm going to have to think about a little bit more, but... He's on my radar, does play par 70 difficult courses pretty well. He's 14th in that model. And I just don't think people are going to be on him as much. So E300, I think, is a fair price. I don't know if I end up there, but it's something I'm at least taking a look at. 35 to 1 at the book. I'm taking a look at that, too. Ricky Fowler's my number two. Oh. Uh, I mean, one, I'm a big Ricky fan, let's be honest. Right. Uh, but he did show out really well last week. Um, he, you, you say he's tends to show up at the big ones. I mean, this is a man who had like, uh, he's top five, all four majors. I mean, he's been on the cusp more than one time. Maybe now's the time for Ricky. This is a guy I think we all feel like will break through, but the clock is ticking on him. Now, all of that is just a story. That doesn't mean he's playing good or that, that, that he should win, but it kind of feeds in a little bit. I could just, I could see Ricky being the guy holding it this year. Uh, so give me Ricky. It's a fan play a little bit. It's a hunch play a little bit. But he did look very good. And when you compare him to the other guys in this tier, I mean, yeah, Reed, Day, those guys have majors. But Ricky's Ricky's just as good as those guys. Hideki, Fitzpatrick, he's just as good as every one of these. Berger, he's better. Or he's been better. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Berger's better than I give him credit for. Right, and Ricky did win his group in, back in the match play here, and then he lost one up to Louie. Huh, Louie didn't withdraw that week. Um, so he, I mean, he did play well here in his prior appearance. I, I don't know. He, the fact that he's kind of been hanging around a little bit just kind of makes me think that maybe, I'm not saying he's ready to win, but maybe there's a chance. Yeah, we're both right there. Um, 
If you're uh, avoiding anybody from this group, who stands out to you? It's Jason Day. I mean, outside of a random, he decides to play well at Mirfield Village. Um, just, actually, what did he do last week? He was pretty good again, T6, and he was T7 oh, at Workday. So now I get that Workday and Memorial are both at a course he belongs to, but three top tens in a row, and he is a former PGA champion. All right, you know what? Never mind. I guess I didn't realize he played that well. Um, I'm looking at too many screens right now. Like, That's okay. That's okay. If I could be honest with you. So I have Hatton and Ricky, my one-two. Mm-hmm. I script. I scratched out every other number I assigned to this tier because I completely reworked it from what I originally thought. So I, uh, I had some thought, some thought differences here. I had Jason Day at eight out of nine at one point. I have him at five currently. So he was down there, and then things changed. Like you know, I thought. I mean, I not to have a good reason for this, other than the fact that he used him at one and done at Memorial is his only non-top ten finish. I guess Daniel Berger, 8,800, like, it just feels like more, I'd rather have more Akawa. Like, I don't know, in a major, it's like, Daniel Berger's 200 less than Dustin Johnson. He, he probably deserves it the way he's been playing. It's just maybe it's more of a mental block for me that I just can't get over. But I guess it's Berger, 8,800. Like, I don't, there's nobody in this tier that I absolutely hate. I'm with you there. So what's interesting, Berger, 30-1 to 1 at the book, ahead of Webb, ahead of Tiger, Ricky, yeah. Fitzpatrick. Of course, he's ahead of those guys on DraftKings as well. Yeah, I mean, he deserves it. I just It's, it's probably that mental block thing. One other guy that intrigues me is Matthew Fitzpatrick. He is 35-1 to 1 at the book. So he's the same. He's right after Tiger and Webb. The problem with him, though, I mean, he's avoiding bogeys, which is really good. In his past two tournaments, he's gained eight strokes and ten strokes, respectively, putting. And it feels like people might be on him, and Fitzpatrick chalk is something I just will not observe. Yeah, well, I agree with you. So, I'm gonna fade. I'm gonna fade Hovland, dude. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you. I know he's your favorite, but I'm gonna fade Morikawa with him. Oh, it's not about recent play. They're both my fades. They're a double double oh, dose of fade. And it's more to do. With the young guys, it are these young guys going to step up? Is this the week these youngsters win a major? I don't think so. I think I th- Morikawa could. Okay, and I get that, and you're probably not wrong. I mean, but look at the t- look at the field at the workday. Yeah, he went head to head with JT in a playoff. What was that? Was that field really that good? It wasn't like this. It wasn't even like the following week's field for the Memorial. No, but what we know about the PGA Championship. Traditionally, there's scoring available. Like it'll probably play more like the workday than it would the Memorial. Yeah, I get that. I'm I'm talking more about the field and the mental pressure of, you know, not only are you trying to fend off Bryson and JT at the top, but you've got major champions like Bubba, uh, you know, uh, hanging down behind the back. Um, Woodland. I'm looking. I'm just trying to look at some of the guys from my 7K. Louie. Uh, Phil, not that, I mean, Phil did play good last week. I don't necessarily expect him to be hunting here, but do you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not going to be like, oh, if I can beat JT and then I'm just holding off of some of these other corn fairy type players. Like this is a real deal field. This is a mental thing for me. This is not a, uh, recent form. This is a, are these guys ready for the prime time one year into their PGA career? I just say no. That's why I fade them talent wise. I wouldn't fade them at all against these guys. No. And, and what you're no, you, what you're saying is correct. I, I think Morikawa might be more of the exception. Like, 
he feels like he's ready for big time. Hovland's not there yet. But yeah, I and it's not like Rory or JT or even Tiger. I mean, these guys all won majors when they're very young. I mean, people do it. Morikawa could become that player. I guess I'm just gonna I'm gonna bank on the fact that he isn't. No, and and, and I'm fine with that. Um, there's enough talent around and above him or below him that you don't have to go there. And he he probably will garner some ownership because he just rates out so well statistically. Yeah. Well, shall we take it to the 7K tier? Yes, sir. I won't read them all. There's some big names. I just named off a couple of major champions. I mean, heck, Woodland, Scott, Rose, Spieth. There's just the start of that tier. Uh, I can see Mickelson and Louie. There's a couple major champions. Sergio, those are just the guys I can look at in the window without scrolling any further down. Uh, so I already read you like half of that tier, and I said I wouldn't. But Skeeter, I'll start with you. I like this tier a lot. Who's your favorite? Yeah, there's a lot of names here, and maybe it's just, I can, I'll go back to narrative street here, but it might be time for Tommy to win. Um, I'll take Tommy at 7,700. Pretty good Tina Green over the past 50 rounds. Everything else kind of middling, but again, some of that's skewed because he only plays big events and majors. When I narrow this down to par 70 difficult courses, and this I think is maybe my convincer, he is 7th in this field. Uh, pretty good fairways gained. Uh, Tita Green's up there. Does struggle a little bit proximity, 135 to 200, but good at 200 plus proximity, good at bogey avoidance. If, you know, this is on the bay, and this is probably a little bit cooler, I mean, this kind of almost feels like great spot for Euro golfers. Like, they're used to this, and if there's any wind, it shouldn't bother him. 7,700, though, just feels way too cheap for Tommy. Like, why is Abe Answer the same price? Why is why is Fitzpatrick higher than him? Like, I know Fitzpatrick's been playing well, but... I don't know, just this feels like Tommy might be starting to figure something out here. And again, maybe it's just because I, I hope he wins, and I like the guy, and I know he's popular, but 7700 feels way too cheap on him. Like, I saw that and just immediately said, okay, into, into my lineup. I can get it. I can get it. Uh, I'm going to go a little further down. I'm going to go with a guy that I don't know if I believe this guy is a major champion. If he's going to win one, though, I mean, I don't see him winning uh, a Masters. He's been playing pretty good. I'm going with Harris English at 7,200, Skeeter. Ooh, okay. 18th at the 3M, 13th at the Memorial, 17th at RBC Heritage. Didn't make the cut at the Schwab, but those are three top 20s. Uh, decent fields, certainly a decent field at Heritage, decent field at Memorial that he uh, managed top 20s in. The guy's playing really good. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of ownership. Give me 7,200 Harris English here. Let me look. I thought I looked at very early projection. I thought I saw he was getting some attention, which kind of surprised me. Um, Especially with the name, yeah, just the names that are in 7K. I mean, heck, Danny Willett and Max Homa, both at 72 right next to him. He does rank 15th over the past 50 rounds. Very good at bogey avoidance, very good at putting. Um... Above average distance, driving distance and fairways gained, so that's always good news. Good those par fours from 450 to 500. Good at approach. Yeah, fairly consistent. Um, I there's this there's this other guys I like in the same price range. I don't think I end up on English. Okay, fair I enough. I'm trying to find it. him on the book here. I think he was 125 or 100 to one, which, uh, yeah, 100 to one, which I have a feeling if he's my favorite playing 7K that. He will be one of those uh, long shots that I bet this week. So Harris English, on a, early on a Monday night on Fantasy National, 11% owned. Okay, I could stomach that. That's not crazy. He would uh, be top over... five in the 7K tier. 
Okay, I get that. I get that. All right. Well, if you don't go, Tommy. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to talk you into Harris, but you don't have to do that. Uh, that's the Englishman for me, as Harris English. Uh, that was a joke. Who else are you going with? That's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> I know he's an American. Uh, just for anyone who thinks otherwise. Harris English. Um, the other guy I'm really considering for one and done. Uh, Tommy is there. It's Stenson. I mean, if we're talking about a tournament where you got to hit fairways, it's hard to argue against uh, Henrik Stenson three-wood time. Um, 50 rounds on par 70 difficult courses. He is second in my model, third tee to green, third fairways gain, first in approach, fifth in opportunities gain, sixth in bogey avoidance, sixth in proximity for 200-plus yards. He hits all those boxes. He played well last week. I think he gained on approach in all four of his rounds. This, again, I, I realize we haven't seen a ton of him, but 7,300 for Henrik Stenson. Granted, Stenson is a guy I love playing, so maybe this is just some bias, but that is just way too cheap, I think, for uh, Henrik. If I don't go English, I'm going to go Bubba. Yeah. I know i got to find fairways. Bubba's been working that ball and finding some fairways, though. Bubba's problem has been putting. Can he putt? I mean, it's still a problem, but if Bubba can get hot with that putter, I mean, the price tag is just ridiculous for a guy. As you pointed out, uh, a lot of draw shots for the your traditional right-hander. Well, that's a slice for Bubba. Bubba can work the ball either way, though, so I don't even care which way it's going. Uh, we saw Bubba hook one to win a Masters right out of the woods. But 7,400, Bubba Watson, I'll take my chances here. That's a guy I know who can uh, who can score. Yeah, that's he's a wild card in this. Like, I don't know what to do with him. Has been gaining off the tee. Did lose three strokes on approach last week. He actually gained 2.8 strokes putting, which is rare Lost, for Bubba. Like, if he actually put irons together, he would have been fantastic. Yeah, and, and I've already seen the question asked, is this a Bubba course? So, I mean... <laughs> we, we'll find out. But, you know, I mean, if you're looking for scoring upside at this range, he certainly is a guy you can consider. Uh, almost to the same degree. And I know I just kind of poo-pooed the uh, youngsters, but at a much cheaper price point, the guy who can bang it, Matthew Wolf at 7,500, he intrigues me too. Um, Second in distance, 60th in fairways gain since they restart. Where is he at? Um, over past 50 rounds, 5th in distance, 101st in fairways gain. That's a concern for me. <laughs> like, Again, I, I get what you're saying, get but yeah. he's another one I just don't know on... on tough courses if I'm ready to play Matthew Wolf yet. And I get that. I mean, I just gave you the same reasons for why I wouldn't play the other two youngsters in Hovland and Morikawa, but they're also a lot more expensive. I promise you I won't be betting Wolf at the book. I don't think he's going to be a PGA champion come this time next week, but uh, at that price, I'll take a guy who can uh, bang it and maybe uh, score me some birdies. Like, And I don't know what his odds are, but the same price in DraftKings, give me, give me the longest defending open champion and Shane Lowry, who keeps playing well, he keeps hitting, you know, he keeps putting up some good approach numbers. 7,500 feels like a steal on him, and I don't know when I became a Shane Lowry fan, but um, he's number one in that proximity for 200-plus yards since the restart, 28th tee to green. Do worry a little bit about his mid-irons and, and his putter, but everything else kind of checks out a little bit. And For what it's worth, Wolf 150 to 1, Shane Lowry 75 to 1. Wow. So the book likes Shane Lowry twice as much, if you will. Right. Bubba, 125 to 1, for what it's worth, mm. since we mentioned him as well. 
What Chaz Reefy? Because I think he's going to get a lot of attention. He's a hundred to one at the book. Okay. Because again, if we're talking about needing a course to hit fairways, Chez Reeves is a guy. He played well at Memphis. Let's see, last time there was a major at California, Pebble Beach, he was top five. What did he do the next week at Travelers? He won the event. So he's going to hit fairways. He, it, he, does, he ranks well everything else except driving distance, but that's never been Chez Reeves' game, and putting. So 7400 feels like a fair price, but this also feels like this could be, like, bad chalk. Like, he feels like the guy that could be chalk, and you come to Friday night, you're like, oh, man. Why, Why did I do it? Right. <laughs> or it feels like a guy who top 10. So, Who else? Any, any other names you like in this tier before we uh, get to the ones we don't? Yeah, I'm going to keep going. Scotty Scheffler. Um, kind of hesitantly played him last week as my last guy in. but and He started off rough, but he came back and scored pretty well. Ranked pretty well in bogey avoidance. 20th in driving distance, 49th in fairways gain. So he has that nice combination that well, that I can go with at 7,300. Two guys I don't think I will play, but I will dig a little bit more. Justin Rose, 7,800. I know he's been terrible the past couple of tournaments, but... Did you know that he's dead to me? I, you, you might have hinted at that. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, he's not even in the tournament. Has he surpassed Ian Poulter in your um, anger level of Englishman? Would you would you be surprised to know that I, Justin Rose is dead to me, so I can't fade him when he's not even in the tournament. So Poulter, uh, oh, I still have some names we'll throw out here, but Poulter is my fade uh, because he's not dead to me yet, but he soon will be. Uh, so no, Rose is, <laughs> Rose is, I would say, surpassed Poulter. Um, yeah, he's he's surpassed Poulter. Rose is the vampire is kind of like persona non grata here at the uh, the Adams abode. Wow, man! Burned and when I mask. see those stupid commercials, oh my god, get out of here! <laughs> yes, make, make a birdie. At any rate, I'm sorry you were you were saying you might choose to use uh, one Justin Rose this week. I doubt I will, but he. I mean that price is because I'm a Rose guy. And, oh man. Um, the other guy who I feel like is starting to kind of play a little bit better, and he can randomly pop at majors. Well, he's, I mean, he's won majors. Do I dare go back to Jordan Spieth? I did not write that name down either. 13th of Memorial, 30th of St. Jude. He's gaining on approach. He gained on approach at both of those tournaments. Uh, 4.7 at Memorial, 2.7 at St. Jude. He's, his struggles are off the tee, which is always concerning. You find it fairway. But he played well last year at the PGA when he was struggling. He finished third. Granted, he gained 10.5 strokes putting at Beth Page Black, <laughs> which, again, is not surprising for George Spieth anytime you see him gain, gain strokes putting. But he's starting to tempt me a little bit, and I've been off of him for a long time. But. There are signs coming, and I think he needs this for the career Grand Slam, if I'm correct. I think you are correct. Yeah, uh, he's got the Open. He's got the uh, Masters. Yeah, he stole that U.S. Open from Dustin Johnson, too, right? Well, I don't know if he stole it more than Dustin. Um, Dustin gave it to him with that three-putt, yeah. But from, those greens, uh, remember, at... Um, yeah, they look like people have been walking around them in uh, old-school football cleats. Right. 
You're, yeah, I mean, the grains were horrendous. But um, So here's my problem with speed. If I can't find an extra $100 to play Adam Scott or 200 for Fino or Woodland, I'll just go down to Louis Ustase and it's 76. I can't play speed, man. I mean, I mean, Louis... Like, I'll bypass answer. I love me some Abe answer, but I'm not so sure I'm, like, going to, you know, die on that hill this week in a major. I mean, Louis, Louis did make the Elite Eight here back in uh, 2015, the match play. He won his group. And... I think Louis's a play here. Yeah. I, mean, I think Louis is definitely in play at 76. I still remember playing him two years ago at Bell Reeve. I'm at my first golf meet of the year. And he's in the afternoon tier. And I really liked Louis that week. Withdraw. Like, uh. It's a major, dude. If he, He's going to have to be legitimately hurt to withdraw. He's not withdrawing for for a chance to get that second major. Well, I mean, he's already got the career runner up grand slam. Um mm-hmm. Adam Scott rates out really well. My problem is we haven't seen him since the restart. Grant, if there's any golfer who, if there's any golfer besides Patrick Cantlay that come in cold, it's Adam Scott because we're used to it. But oh man, and I'll I think take he's attracting enough ownership too. At the top, you what? I'll take a chance with all three of those guys at the top. Woodland, something just doesn't feel right with him. If here's the thing, if I don't play him, he's going to t five. If I play him. He's going to, like, you know, 50th place. You play him then because I'm not going to play him. So, can we just... I'll, 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 you can guarantee, let's be honest, if I'm setting 10 lineups and Gary Woodland's in the field, there, it's almost impossible for me not to have a Woodland lineup. Okay, good. So, I'll play him. Any other names? I don't have any. I have a fade, but... Yeah, I don't have any either. Um, I mean, there. I say I don't. There are two guys at the bottom that. It, do you mess with a Corey Connors or a Cam Champ? Uh, Corey Connors. Oh, actually hitting fairways, so that's good. Cam Champ, number one driving distance over the past fifty rounds, hundred fifteenth fairways gained. No, thank you. Okay, is this this is just not a Kevin Streelman course, right? I don't think so. Like, I don't think so either. Like, I want to bet Streelman. I want to play Streelman, but I just don't think I can. What's his price? He's 7K even? No, nah, 71, 71. 71. Why am I not playing? Oh, here he is. Uh, 99th distance. So, I mean, he will hit fairways, but not real good with a long iron. So, that's a pass for me. Okay. I, I thought so, too. I just wanted you to reaffirm it before. Because uh, I like I like, I like, like playing and betting on Streelman, so I want to make sure that... You uh, you told me not to. I don't know if I'll go back to Tom Lewis. Maybe uh, maybe he uh, helped me win ten bucks on a three dollar lineup, so I can waste three dollars on him. But I don't see anybody else I'm turning to here. So uh, no. I already told you my fade was Ian Poulter, uh, along with the Vampire. Um, anyone in particular you're fading? Uh, you have to hit fairways here, right? That's kind of the narrative. You should. So that doesn't sound like Phil Mickelson at this point. No, um, I would agree with that. I mean, right. he keeps popping up on leaderboards, which is interesting, but I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm i not going to be all in on Phil myself, so I'm there with you. Uh, let's take it to the 6K tier, which is a very interesting tier. You've got a handful of guys that I think are definitely worth using. But then you get to that bottom part of the tier, and it's all these, like, uh, you know, course pros or whatever. Yeah. that you just, Like, you don't turn to any of these guys, do you? Not unless you hit the wrong Zach Johnson and you think that the Zach Johnson at 6,000 is the two-time major winner, not um, 
not the club for old Zach J. Johnson. So be careful on your Zach Johnson. It's kind of like in uh, Scott mm-hmm. Fishbowl when a couple of people took Matt Barkley, number two overall, instead of Saquon Barkley. So um, At least this is Z. Johnson, Z. Johnson. How do you mess up S and M? I don't know, but it happened a couple of times. And Matt Barkley, uh, he found out about it on Twitter, and he, he actually – it was a really good sport about it. He had a good line, and I don't remember what he said, but um, uh, like props to uh, I I saw it. I don't remember what he said. Uh, for what it's worth, I have already uh taken uh, a John Kelly instead of a Josh Kelly uh in a draft. So oh yes, Ram, former Rams running back John Kelly. We were we were hosting a show, uh, a F- Fantastics Insider Football Show, while it happened. I just uh, got to give myself a slight. Slight bit of a uh, pass on that, but was I in that uh, draft? Yes. How did I miss that? Then I must have been. <sighs> I mean, it's so easy. L A R L A C J Kelly J Kelly. Although one spells it with an E, one doesn't. I was looking at the rosters after we got done with the show and the draft was over, and I looked and I saw, hey, how does Mo Johnson have Josh Kelly when I bet I picked him? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Well, luckily it's a best ball and he's stuck on my roster, so that's a good waste of a pick. So when all the Rams running backs or whoever John Kelly's at these days, when he gets signed in because there's a multiple teams who have running back injuries or illnesses, you'll look like a genius. Yeah, except for this has now uh, been recorded and out there for everyone to know. So yeah. you'll be able to call me out whenever I try to take credit for it, which, by the way, if it does pan out, I will try to take credit for it until you call me out. At least uh, it'd be good promotion for this podcast. I'm, well, first of all, that's assuming I remember that you actually said this with John Kelly. And besides, I think I think Dan and I on his podcast decided we, that we would be more willing to spend some of your money on some bad bets. So, um, well, that's nice. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Much like as we get into this six K tier, Skeeter, a little segue there. My man Jim Herman, the University of Cincinnati <laughs> product at sixty one hundred. Is what is that number he's at? I believe that's uh, one thousand five hundred to one. You might be the only person throwing five bucks on that. Um, yeah, but it pays like seventy five hundred. Okay, if he's in contention Saturday night, yeah, are you taking the? I don't know if you're if you have access to it. Can you uh, cash out at like reduced odds? I don't think so. Um, I don't believe I can do that here. Which, by the way, Jim Herman's 66 to 1 for a top 20. I'll probably get a taste of that. Is that so you're just using your Charlie Hoffman money at this point for that, right? Correct. I think I said that uh, as we got started today. Uh, that $10 that I usually burn, that burns a hole in my pocket for Charlie Hoffman, not available to be wasted on one Mr. Hoffman this weekend. So uh, I'll turn it to the local legend, Jim Herman, who. I'll probably end up watching Sunday's final round with my friend Mark, who graduated high school with Jim Herman, same graduating class. So, come on, that's worth a fiver. Well, I just assumed that you were going to waste your $10 on, on hashtag Real Rory instead of Charlie. But, uh... Nah, that's not a waste of money. But when we get into this 6K tier, uh, I mean, you just mentioned one of the guys that has to be a favorite for everyone in 6K, hashtag Real Rory, the true uh, Slovakian but before I give you my favorite play, Skeeter, your favorite play in this 6K tier, there's some names, dude. There are. Um, my favorite play is 6,800 for fake Rory. That's right. Real Rory is up in the, t- in the 10K range. Sorry. Um, respect your elders. Well, he, yeah, he needs to respect Tiger, too. Or was that who we got the controversy with like a while back? 
Yes, it is. Okay. I used to hate Rory Sabatini, by the way. <laughs> For what it's worth. I used like ten years ago I could not stand him. But he was a nice lineup filler last summer, so he kind of became one of my sweethearts. Well, we're five minutes of the six gates here. We're just rambling about Jim Herman and Rory Sabatini. Let's give some real analysis. Like, why would I pay $6,800 for the guy who is part of two continents now? Why do you pay $6,600 for Russell Henley? Um, past 50 rounds, race out 19th tee degree. He's another guy who's going to hit fairways. Really good with his approaches. Good proximity from 175 to 200. Really good at bogey avoidance. When I look back and see what his past tournaments are, he did miss the cut at 3M. He missed. He, he lost three and a half strokes putting. He lost it on the number. But prior, than, prior to that... Six shots gain approach at Workday, 8.2 at Travelers, missed the cut, 2.1 at Heritage, 10.6 at Honda. Like, he's not afraid to play a tough course pretty well. He rates out well 50 rounds. He rates out well all rounds, par 70 tough courses for me. Um, rates out, he rates out decently. He rates out fourth in the rounds since the restart. 6,600. I know Russell Henley sometimes can be a little bit of an enigma, but... Stat-wise, he, he certainly shows up for me. Oh, I'm kind of in between a couple guys, and I'd be, I'll be frank. Rory Sabatini is not going to win this tournament, so I'll use him to fill a lineup, but I have no illusions of him being the champion. Um, there's a few guys. There's a couple right here at 6,900 that all intrigue me. I will say my favorite is Joel Damon. Or Joel Damon. Uh, I like... I like a couple guys here, but he's coming off the 20th. Just a couple of weeks ago at Travelers, it's been, I guess, about a month now, he was striking those irons so pure. I know the game's in there. He's very hot and cold, but he's got a handful of top tens. Well, four, not five. But he's got four top tens since the season started. That's one of the best marks you're going to find in this 6K tier. Give me some Joel Damon. Let me pull him up, Joel Damon. Surprisingly, since the restart does not rate very well in any of the categories, but rates out pretty well over 50 rounds. He's had two really good tournaments and then some really bad ones. He made a didn't he make a Saturday charge uh, WGC? Uh, he had a good round. Yeah, he shot a 65 on Saturday because um, he was uh, he 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 was in the mix for a half a second there. Uh, as Saturday turned to Sunday. Right. So, yeah, he gained three, three and a half strokes on approach Saturday. He actually gained three of the four days. The only day he lost, he lost .1. Putter let him down on Sunday, but it was pretty good in the middle rounds. So, not a bad pick. As I'm, I'm surprised, he doesn't rate so he rates he doesn't rate very well in the short term, but long term he rates out pretty well. Who was the other guy? Ryan Palmer, dude, two weeks in a row now, he's been pretty darn, or two tournaments in a row, he's been pretty darn good. I think he's also on my list of guys I just never get right. Um, That's fair. And I I mean, not to be ageist, because I am also 43 years old, but is Ryan Palmer going to get his first major at 43? Maybe, I mean, second Memorial, 15th at St. Jude, hitting his irons really well. His problem at WGC St. Jude, he lost four and a half strokes putting, which is nothing new for Ryan Palmer, not the best putter, but has been. But his around the green game was good. Off the tee has been somewhat consistent. So hmm, that's, that's a name I'm going to star. And then uh, just to throw him out there, because I said a couple other options. We just saw uh, Schwartzel 
pretty good a couple of weeks ago. He's 6,900. I don't know if I'm turning to him a ton, but maybe I take a flyer. Brennan Steele's been pretty good at 6,900 too. Yeah, I gave Steele a look. Um, I think he's playable, but I don't think I like him as much as Ryan Palmer, as you just mentioned. The only okay. other guy I starred here, and I'm trying to figure out why, was Lucas Glover at 6,700. Because he's 6,700. Trust me, I got Glover written down. Glover was on the banned list, but I might take a peek at 67. I won't bet him at the book. He's definitely banned from my sports book right now, but he's not completely banned from my lineups. Since the restart, fourth in approach, 13th tee to green, 13th bogey avoidance. The issue here is he just did not play the 450 to 500 yards pretty well, very well. His proximity from 175 to 200 is not great, but everything else kind of fits. So I think that's why I had him at 6,700. What about a Keegan or a Sewell? Um, bet him and don't torture yourself on DraftKings. That way okay. you, don't have to, you don't have to look and say, oh, Keegan Bradley approached nine feet. Oh, he bogeyed. Just don't put yourself through that torture. Okay. Um, I mean, there's some other names on this list, uh, but I'm not so sure if there are any of them that just stand out. I may end up with a piece of one or two. Is there anybody else worth discussing here? Um, hmm. Your boy, Jimbo Furyk, at 66, coming off the old man win. I mean, he, he played well here at the match play. He, he finished fourth, so... Yeah, he he won the uh, yeah won his debut with Champions Tour. Like, I wonder how many Furyk uh, JT doubles there were. I don't know. Which, by the way, Phil said had he not qualified for uh, the St. Jude, he would have played because he likes to play the week before a major championship. If Phil starts playing the uh, the Ally Challenge the, or whatever the Senior Tour, I'm sorry, the Champions Tour Ally was the tournament. If Phil starts playing the Champions Tour and it's him and Furyk head to head. I will become the biggest Phil fan that I never <laughs> knew I could. And it was like, okay, so I'll be honest with you. I did not know where Brennan Todd was from until about midway through yesterday's round. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point that I decided that I would no longer cheer for Brennan Todd. Was he from Pittsburgh? He most certainly is. I mean, what a great story. Like, how do you not like a guy like Brennan Todd? And then they're like, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm like, well, that's how you don't like him. That's how people end up not liking the guy everyone likes. He just happens to be from Pittsburgh. I assume he's a Steelers fan. Now, if I were to find out that he wasn't for some reason, he then may become my favorite golfer. But until then. Um, one guy that, you know, recent form, long-term form, kind of showing a little bit, Harold Varner, 20th tee to green long-term, 5th in approximately for 200-plus, 26 opportunities gained. His putter tends to be the issue. How long do you think he's been thinking about the PGA Championship? Oh, that's right. <laughs> was that Saturday or Sunday he imploded last Sunday, year? Sunday, because he was with Brooks. Yeah, he and J.B. Holmes had the two biggest implosions of, uh, like, guys with a chance to make their mark uh, last year, and, like, for, like they were just massive implosions. Oh, I forgot about that. Well, I, I'm a big fan of the Harold Varner tracker. Somebody spends a lot of time putting some hard work in there on uh, Twitter. And so whoever the HV3 tracker is, I follow them. And uh, they had put out a tweet, I think, last night. was Because Harold needed one person to withdraw, and he got that. So he was in uh, for this week. There's been a lot of people withdrawing from this. Well, I know John Daly withdrew for, for a knee injury, a.k.a. too fat, and they won't let him ride a cart. 
Oh, I, like I forgot John about Daly. that narrative too. Oh man, that is true. I mean, is there a tracker for everybody at this point? Because I think there's a speed tracker or there's a Phil tracker. Oh, there's a speed one. Yeah, there's Ricky's Legion. There, To my knowledge, there's not a Charlie Hoffman tracker. Why I was are you not in one. charge? Why are you not running the Charlie Hoffman tracker? Do you think I want to be sitting at a bar watching golf on a Sunday, watching my bets, posting things about Charlie Hoffman shots that aren't even on TV? <laughs> I thought about it and I was like, I'm not committed enough to this. Like, the people that run these tracker accounts and are constantly making comments during the rounds, God bless you. I am not even close to committed enough to do that. I want to watch golf with my phone in my pocket, a hand on a cold beer, and, you know, probably the other hand, like, either high-fiving my friend or punching a wall, depending on how uh, Richie Wierenski's tee shot on 18 goes. Or Max Homa's actually was last week. I just want to be watching golf on a Sunday where I'm cashing and have a chance to cash. I haven't had that in a month, so. Um. Well, correct, but I thought about it. Like, I almost started a Charlie Hoffman tracker. I was like, yeah, I'm not the one. I may be the only one that would do it, but I'm not the chosen one for that. Fair enough. So, there you go. Um, anything more from this 6K tier? No. All right, do you have a fade? Um, I didn't know that he would. You know, there's some guys that are like, I didn't even know they were in a field. Uh, Rio Ishikawa playing. Um, former youngster. I think he's been playing on the Japanese tour, but I didn't think he'd be here. Um, so, if we're going to go quote-unquote real, I mean, I'm not sure that's a real fade, but um, sure we'll go real Ishikawa for talking about quote-unquote real fade. Um, I'll just go back to Michael Thompson. Didn't I mean, I know he won two weeks ago, but just didn't do... I don't think he did much last week and just not excited. Like, I'd rather have Russell Henley at the same price as Michael Thompson. Okay, that's fair. Um, I uh, I honestly don't have a real fade here, but you know I can come up with one, and I always like to fade him when he's in the tournament because I tried to use him once. It didn't work out. He looks like a Star Trek extra. I'll fade one Jorge Campillo just because he looks like he's been in Star Trek instead of the PGA. Okay, so when you sent me the Jim Herman bet, I think Jorge Campillo was named right above him. I was like, Oh, was it? I didn't even know. I think that. so because like, oh, that's weird. James is sending me a Jorge Campillo bet. Like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> well, there is there there will be no such thing. And yes, he is uh, seven hundred and fifty to one. Uh, random random good Euro Tour player. I think he could be on 750 to 1. Eh, I'll take my 1,500 to 1 on Jim Herman. Thank you. Five bucks to win 7,500. Oh, man. Like, what if he's in contention back nine on Sunday out of nowhere? Like, you, you have got to be just going nuts at that point. <laughs> Of course, anybody who's got a anybody who's got a live one thousand five hundred to one shot, of course they're going to be going nuts. Uh, I'd probably have to be in a uh, padded room because <laughs> that's the kind of crazy I'd be going. What? Nah, we'd be having fun with it. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd back it up with that sixty-six to one top twenty. But yeah, that's 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 nice too. But um, no. Oh, one other thing that I think. I didn't mention in the, P- in the preview of this. From what I've seen, I think this is still top 70 in ties. Yeah. No, I remember reading that from the thing, so uh, from your uh, your uh, intro. So. Yeah, because I saw somebody tweet that. I was like, 
Oh, oh, yeah. That could be and no matter how many people make, there's no uh, made but didn't finish. Yeah, I don't think the PGA Championship ever had a, a secondary cut. I'm not 100% positive on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's true. Okay. Now, I'll be honest. Is that going to affect your bets much? Or your, 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 your bets? I'm so dialed into going to the sports book right now. Is that going to affect your, uh, your lineups at all? No, but I wish it was around for the, the memorial when I had four guys miss on the number to kill my week. So I wish. Yeah, I, I feel you there. You know, I don't remember if they would have ended up T seventy or, or better or not. I don't remember that. But well, let's talk a little bit about one and done, Skeeter, before we put a bow on this bad boy. Okay. I think we talked enough throughout the course of the season because we had a handful of events in our one and done leagues where. We thought the first major would be in April. Yeah, hey, we'll save this guy for here. We'll save this guy for there. Well, that never transpired. And now we've had uh, six or seven tournaments since the restart before we get to a major. So if you're saving guys for a major, you're using them this week, right? Or are you looking at it and saying, well, where am I at the standings? Do I want to use Brooks if everyone else is using Brooks? What's the thought process here? I'm debating right now. Because I mean, I am, I'm like 450th in that big in the big one and done cups corner. Xander making a cool quarter million. Thank you, uh, T6 last week kind of helped. I was kind of hoping Brooks missed that putt so he get to T5, but um, like, but um, but you know, I've like I've earned four and a half million. First place is already at nine point one, so I'm, he's literally like half of me. So I was like, what do I do here? Um. I kind of feel like I want to take a gamble on a good golfer. This is where I think Fleetwood and Stenson are intriguing me a little bit. But I think I still have Brooks. Yeah, I have Brooks. I do have Brooks. I do have Tiger. I've used Rom. Um, I, I have Webb, which would be an interesting one, but I might save him for the playoffs. So... I might go Tommy or Henrik. So I still have Rom as well. Uh, and again, I'm in a two and done. You're in a one and done. So my roster is depleted quicker. I have Rom. I have Brooks. I have Reed, Cantlay, Morikawa, Fleetwood, Woods, Finau, Fitzpatrick, Leishman. There's your top 20. I'm not using Fitzpatrick, Leishman, Woods, Morikawa, Cantlay, Reed. I currently have Brooks and Finau in there. I'm thinking about just saying totally screw it and going Brooks and going Rom. I don't know in your situation if that's what you want to do. Okay. Now you're thinking I because I I'd like to try and get a million from each of them. Yes. Like I think. Although you, does second place pay a million in this? It should, but I think you really want to you want to save. One of them for the U.S. Open, the Tour Championship. Uh, well, well, Brooks has got to get to the Tour Championship. Or Brooks has got to make the playoffs first. I think he should be okay after last week. Well, especially if he wins this week. Right. Well, yeah. we, we just we just act like it's coming. Right. Like, you know, actually, hold on. That's that's an interesting. So maybe maybe I stick with Brooksy and Finau like I had it. Yeah. Because probably very few people are going to be having Finau in their lineup at this point. Brooks probably is going to be chalk as could be. Um, Same Finau for the Masters isn't bad because he's played well there. All right. 
He yeah. has. I mean, he's played good at all the majors, right? He's played good at the Open before, too. I know the Masters is the one, like, consistent uh, course. Are you picking the Tour Championship for um, your one-and-done? Well, let me look at tournament pick question. summary. That's a good question for me, too. No. Okay. Uh, no. Okay. I was going to say, if you're in a one-and-done where you have to pick the Tour Championship, I'm not, you might want to start saving some of these guys at the top because of that top-heavy payout yeah, for the new structure. That's a smart thought there, dog. Like, like, but I, I don't pick the Tour Championship for my one-and-done, thank goodness. Yeah, I don't either. But that, I mean, for those that are, that's a very good point. Like, JT's got a 700-point lead. Like, he's going to be top five going into the Tour Championship, and I know they start with the weighted strokes approach model, but Webb Simpson's going to be up there. Um, like, yeah, I would Brendan say... Todd is going to be up there. He's ninth, but I'm just trying to think long-term, even throughout the playoffs, who's likely to be kind of that top two or three, and Justin Thomas and Webb Simpson certainly look to be yeah. that guy. Of course, whoever wins the first two events also will probably be up there, but... That's pretty smart, Skeeter. That's, uh, that's the veteran... Uh fantasy golf player in you that i certainly wasn't thinking especially since it doesn't affect me with not having to make the pick well i appreciate i appreciate the uh sentiment but i'll be honest i literally just thought about it five minutes ago yeah but i didn't think about it at all so you you thought about it five minutes in time bro yeah so that's just that was just something like hmm let me look into that so but if you and i don't have have to worry about that yeah so for me fleetwood stenson Maybe I'd get on Webb, but again, I think I feel like I might want to save him. I... Brooks probably will be smart, but uh, I feel like when I'm $4.5 million behind, I feel like I want to take a chance on somebody, and a yeah. major is a good time to take a chance on a class golfer, and that's, I think this is where Webb and... Or not Webb, um, Stenson fits. I think Tommy fits. If, I, you know, if you do... I mean, I think... If I get sold on Spieth, that would be an interesting one. I don't think I will, but that's a that's an intriguing one. Maybe maybe I save Spieth for a playoff event. Yeah, I'm gonna save Spieth for 2021. Like the fall swing, or like the next year when I either win or don't win this one, and then pay more money for the following. Save him for Augusta. Yeah, like I'm saving him for like the. Like I'm not going to use them until this contest is over with for eternity, and maybe by next year at this time I'll be. Considering you might be it. begging to use him come Zozo or WGC <laughs> champions. Where you like, you know, it's like, oh, good grief! I got to save somebody for the Masters. Okay, I'll play especially you. especially in a two and done. You're absolutely right. I could be <laughs> right. Like like, uh, be careful about saying you're going to save him to 2021. Well, just because I say it doesn't mean I'll do it, Skeeter. I know. <laughs> uh, anything left before we uh, put a bow on it here? Yeah, the Wednesday update this week. I don't know if it's going to happen. If it does, it'll be late because I'm pretty busy throughout the day Wednesday. So it'll probably come out late Wednesday. So I'll just sorry, be on the lookout for that one a little bit later Wednesday night. All right, yeah, and I will get you my bets, uh, but I don't know if I'll be going out to the book tomorrow night, Tuesday, as we're recording here on a Monday. 
I have my golf league tomorrow, Skeeter. And, of course, I've got to go out there and defend that 41 I fired last week. Oh, uh, nice. You know what I'm saying? I figured I'd slip that in there before we got done. There I it shot, was. I shot a 43, and that was with a triple. On a par three, and I didn't go in the water. They had the pin tucked, and it just screwed with me fine, you know, mentally. Like I shot a 41 with two doubles, dude. That's impressive. Like, like <laughs> it's a par thirty-five for what it's worth. Well, not that's a right. I mean, not par thirty-six, but hey, you take it whenever you get it. But no, I was hitting my shocking. I was hitting my irons well. Like that's my strokes gain approach. Terrible, yeah. just awful. <laughs> I'd hate that. Well, what depends on what the field does. Like just because just because you weren't hitting the green doesn't mean anyone else was. Oh, oh no, no, like, no. no. Not only can like I me. miss the green, I can miss it twenty yards into the bunker and then take four shots from the bunker. So. Yeah, that's relatable. Um, that is relatable. Uh, well, Skeeter, I think it's time to get some lineups in and get ready for a major championship. What do you say? Yeah, I'm. I need to turn around after the past few weeks, so let's hopefully a major will turn it around, which would be rare. But I'm ready for it. I'll be happy to just break even this week and enjoy watching a major championship. If I'm being really honest, and it, I don't even care if it's one of my guys that wins, as long as I just enjoy watching a major again, dude. Yes, and I also just don't want any of my guys to be completely out of it after Thursday. I would agree, yeah. So, all right, here's to no Poulter, here's to no Reed. Other than that, let's have a good weekend. <laughs> oh, you didn't even throw Rose or Casey into that. Impressive. Uh, I don't actually have anything against Paul Casey, and Justin Rose is dead to me, so he can't be in the tournament if he's not alive. <laughs> he's a vampire, so somehow he still maintains, uh, I don't know, his tour status. I'd like to check his age. He, he's, been a, he's, been, he's a vampire. All right, at that at that moment, I think it's, it's time for me to uh, leave oh, the 20. I've got one more question. At this point, who do you hate more, Justin Rose or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. I don't know what the current terrorist organization is, but the last time I did my rankings, it was Al-Qaeda, Pittsburgh Steelers, St. Louis Cardinals. And then Justin Rose, Ian Poulter, Patrick Reed would kind of find themselves in that mix right there. Wow. So the only time I would ever cheer for the Pittsburgh Steelers is if they were playing Al-Qaeda or ISIS or whatever the current one is. I, I don't pay attention to politics anymore. Hmm. Interesting. So there you have it. Actually, no, you would root for the Steelers if them winning Week 17 against, say, the Ravens meant that the Bengals won the division. That is completely false. I would cheer for the Ravens to lose. Get it straight. <laughs> the way you word it is very important to me. I would be cheering for the team that I'd like hold my hand over whatever side of the TV the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers were on, and I would just watch the Ravens and hopefully watch them go backwards on offense and defense. But I'd like I'd, I'd have to guard myself from being able to see or like i'd have to mess with the color balance so like they were green and black instead of yellow and black or something so are your two favorite teams are the Bengals and anybody who plays the steelers yeah dude for sure like i'm a hater like i try not to be a hater in a lot of things i am absolutely a hater when it comes to pittsburgh steelers you know i can tell with your your no you don't like brendan todd and jim furyk because of that so. just because of where they're from which is a city that is very similar to the one i'm from on that note. Yeah. So, and anyway, uh, <laughs> at any rate, uh, good luck to you this weekend. Uh, hopefully we get to the weekend with some, uh, some, some in play. Two weekends ago was a lot more fun than last weekend for me as uh, I had nothing going. It was still fun to watch golf. And it'll be fun to watch a major champion be crowned either way this week. And prime time since they're on the West Coast. 
Yeah! I didn't even think about that. Man, I'm going to have to make sure I uh, don't start boozing until about 4 o'clock. That's a factor. That's awesome, though. I may be getting home and work to see, from work to see a couple of... Uh, you just made my like evening. I, I did not think about that. But yeah, I may be getting home. It's kind of like going back to the Hawaii swing, dude. And if you have ESPN Plus, I think they're showing a lot of coverage starting Thursday morning. So Yeah, I think the whole tournament's supposed to be on, right? Like, you're supposed to be able to see something from start to finish. Yes, I believe that is true. So, excellent. Well, Skeeter, let's have some winners this week, my man. That sounds good. If you're still hanging around, we appreciate you listening to this gibberish. Hopefully, hopefully you pulled some good nuggets out of it. Uh, thank you for everybody listening. For Skeeter Robinson, I'm James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. <laughs>